0: Hello, I'm Shari Markson, and I'm here with Catherine McGregor. We're going to have a little chat today about the new citizenship test and whether it's appropriate to ask people whether they're planning on beating their wife. We're also going to have a chat about how much Donald Trump is influencing the once progressive Malcolm Turnbull. And then, seeing as my friend Kate McGregor here is also uh, a very good friend of Tony Abbott's, whether she thinks he's planning on coming
1: back. Welcome, Kate. Great to be here, Sherry. So
0: so the biggest story in the paper today, in the Daily Telegraph, is about the new citizenship test. So there hasn't been a revamp of the citizenship test uh, since John Howard was Prime Minister. Correct.
1: Yes, you can recall, I think, at the, at the start of uh, this century when uh, the war on terror started and there was a, a, a rising tide of, uh, of objections to Muslims in Australia. There was a sense that Islamic terrorism had arrived after 9-11. There was also a sense that Pauline Hanson was asking questions about Australian identity, and John Howard moved to head this off. By making Australia... Australians opt in. Remember his tests about Bradman? You had to know whether Bradman had a batting average and so on and so forth. I think this is a reiteration of that. When you look at the context, Shari, what's happened of late? You've seen that horrific uh, video where those Islamic women... Talked quite blithely about their husbands or partners being allowed to use violence against mm. them. So I think you can see a really direct attempt by the government here to take this on head on. There's a real sense that. Uh, I think that Pauline Hanson, that the ALA, that other uh, f- more, more fringe groups are starting to eat the Liberal Party's lunch on cultural issues like is- Islamism. And I think the government's drawing a line under this and saying, look, you've got to really belong to Australia culturally as well as uh, just be as an Australian citizen.
0: Before you can move here. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And I, look, I personally think there'll, there'll be some tut-tutting and the Q&A it's audience will going to be won't... very
0: controversial. It'll be
1: controversial yeah. and there'll be tut-tutting on q but I think the average Australian is going to say, "Look, well done on this, yeah. frankly. Like, what a basic proposition! Do you want to beat your wife? Well, if you if you're the sort of person who owns up to wanting to beat your wife, maybe we don't want you in Australia." Mm.
0: So previously, there were about twenty multiple choice. They were kind of Trivial Pursuit type questions yeah. about Australian Parliament and democracy, and uh, we've got some of the questions from the news from the new test. Yes, one of them is: while it is illegal to use violence in public under what circumstances can you strike your spouse in the privacy of your home? Another one is, under what circumstances is it appropriate to prohibit girls from education? Under, what, under which circumstances is it permissible to cut female genitals? I mean, these are really... They're very uh, you, heavily laid. you have laden. to think no one would this. answer these the wrong way, though. I mean, even no. even if someone, you know, is, is a Wahhabi Muslim, surely yeah. they would know that if they want to get into Australia... They should answer these questions, you know, in a, in a way that uh, that passes the test. I
1: agree to a point, Shari, but I think this is the point that is shocking a lot of Australians, is how brazen uh, some of these organisations are. Hizbut Tahir are quite overt in saying that this is our teaching and you've got you've got elements of the Muslim community in Australia demanding Sharia law, mm. under which, by the way, all of those things are permissible. So I think you'd have to say that it is a ham-fisted test in that it is so clearly loaded against the Muslim community. But I think the average Australian, and I think the average Australian particularly through um, the 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 sort of uproar created by Pauline Hanson and others who think that the mainstream parties are a bit soft on this—they're demanding answers. Those questions, every one of them, is loaded directly. And at it the shows community. how
0: worried the Turnbull government is about her influence.
1: Absolutely. I
0: mean, coming off the back of the ban on four, five, seven. Yeah. Y- You'd have to ask the question of, you know, how much the government is looking overseas yeah. to Trump's influence.
1: I, look, I think there's no doubt that we've seen a seismic shift in Western democracies. Uh, you've looked at the Brexit vote in the UK. You've seen uh, the the Le Pen vote surging the, in Europe,
0: and we'll see that uh, that result in the next week.
1: Absolutely, we'll get a real sense of where that's going. I think uh, I I wouldn't like to call that French result. You're seeing quite an extreme left party doing quite well, also. And uh, it's going to be a bit hard to call that result, but Le Pen's polling strongly. I think the proliferation of terrorist attacks in Western countries, the average person is looking at the news and going, what's the common link here? You know, despite the fact that a lot of the chattering classes are saying Islam's got nothing to do with terrorism, most people are going, well... I'm not seeing too many terrorism attacks that don't have an Islamic connection. And so they're worried about their homelands, they're worried about their communities and they're demanding answers.'
0: And the government's been so loath to actually say this is Islamic terrorism. Yeah. And it seems like finally uh, the Turnbull government is realising that they have to start speaking more plainly about these issues. Correct. Or, you know, I
1: do think that it has come – I think it took a long time for the elites in Australia to really name Islamic terrorism for what it is uh, – You had a terrorism paper, white paper, under Gillard a few years ago that was quite direct in in saying that essentially Islamic terrorism was was the major source of global terrorism... Most, but even as recently as the Lint siege, uh, the response was quite tepid. You saw the New South it Wales was. police worried about whether it was safe for uh, women in hijabs to, dro- to ride well, home that, on the train. that
0: whole movement, you know, I'll ride with Hashtag, you, that sprung yeah. up while the hostages were still fighting for their lives at gunpoint. It was Absolutely it was obscene, it was a was really complete
1: bad. loss of priority, and I think it shows a lack of self-confidence.
0: But Tur- the- Turnbull would be facing, though, a, a lot of, criticism from his uh, left-wing ABC type supporters. I mean, you know, five years ago he was uh, the poster politician for climate change, for same-sex marriage and now, how do you think, I mean he's he's turning around his image. He's probably realised he has to if he wants to win the next election. Yeah,
1: I wonder if he's still got that leather jacket he used to wear on q and A. I'm wondering where it is. I might have to go, <laughs> go looking at the Sally's and see if I can buy that. But look, I think he's worked out that his right wing, uh, represented by Peter Dutton, represented by Andrew Hastie, uh, Tony Abbott less of a factor now, but there is a a group on his right, Corey Bernardi's left the party who are very, very militant about the role of Islam in Australia. He has to be very mindful of that. And, look, give Malcolm Turnbull the benefit of the doubt. I think he has tried to make community cohesion an important consideration, and it is. Tell you a little there story. there was a
0: strong warning from ASIO on that, of course. There you know, was. Don't call out Islamic terrorism because ab- it will further isolate the community.
1: Absolutely. And there is merit in that argument. I have friends in the intelligence community Tell you a story. I play in an all-male Muslim cricket team. You, you do? I am the only woman. Currently? I'm a trans woman. Yes, I played eight weeks ago. I play for a team of Muslim men. The young guy killed at the Caltech service station in Bin was a teammate of mine. I am very close to those guys. They There isn't a militant bone in their body. It's really interesting, Shari. When we're changing in in the shed, I change in the female shed, I look at their cricket bags, their prayer mats are in with their cricket gear. These men are deeply religious. They're not fanatical. It is important to keep our rhetoric moderate. Uh, It's important to name terrorism for what it is and name Islamic terrorism for what it is. But we do have to keep the, the men like my mates, who are sane, sensible, proudly Australian. They love cricket. They love Australia. They do not have any problem with my gender. Those guys are the guys who will solve the terrorism problem in Australia. Exactly. It's a fine line to walk. I haven't got a magic answer on it, but I do think a citizenship test is a wise thing. I support it
0: 100%. So, speaking of the right of Turnbull's party, yes. Catherine, obviously you've been friends with Tony Abbott for a long time. Yeah. You speak to him regularly. Andrew Bolt went on air on Monday night. You know, Andrew's another good friend of Tony's mm. and said that he thinks abbott is coming back and wants to come back
1: look there's a lot of wish fulfillment going on especially at sky channel there are whole industries devoted to the return of tony abbott to the prime ministership i'm a friend of tony's i'm proud to call him a friend he has been an extremely good friend to me sometimes i wish tony would be as good a friend to tony as he is to me and other people my concern about Tony is that by constantly running a commentary on the Liberal Party, he is starting to look bitter. He is starting to look like a sore loser. He is starting to look like a man who doesn't care whether the government wins. He looks like he's more interested in hurting Malcolm Turnbull than hurting Bill Shorten. I am not sure that Andrew Bolt's right. If you'd asked me three months ago, I thought Turnbull was in serious trouble. I thought Abbott was the only logical person who could unify the Liberal Party, especially its right wing, around a common set of principles And the other thing Tony's got going for him is he appeals much more to One Nation voters and those people who are drifting away to splinter right parties, they're much closer to Tony Abbott than they are to Malcolm Turnbull. They'll never vote for Turnbull. But I'm not entirely sure that Tony has a future now because I think he has alienated too many of his colleagues. We're a long way from an election. Those people who are saying Tony will never return have the indulgence of a whole year where the polls don't really matter. In a year's time, when their marginal seats are on the line, they may well find that it's Abbott or lose their seat. And well, they they'll, might They'll be looking at,
0: at who can uh, best save their seats. And it, it might be Abbott. It, but what do you yeah. think? I mean, it could, be, it could be Julie Bishop. I think. It could be Peter Dutton, even though he'd uh, he's at risk of losing his own seat, of agree. course. Agree. Depending I, on the swing.
1: Yeah. I, I don't rate Dutton, I have to say. I'm one of the few people on the conservative side who doesn't think Dutton's a great potential prime and, minister. And what about Bishop? I think Bishop's got charisma. I think she's plausible. I think given that we're in a national security crisis with our region at boiling point, Islamic terrorism globally are a major issue. Julie is steeped in really significant issues that matter a lot to us. She's evolved a lot as a politician and she... She's from Western Australia. A couple of points about that. She has a good conservative instinct. She knows what makes the right of the party tick. But
0: would the right the right wouldn't get behind Julie Bishop? Oh, I just no way.
1: Disagree entirely. Julie Bishop is very clever at campaigning for marginal seat members all over the country. She's one of the best fundraisers in the party, and she's got deep links into the business community. She raises a lot of money across the factions, and I think a lot of conservatives are actually quite well disposed to Julie Bishop. I think she would make Make Bill shorten look very very drab frankly and you did ask me uh, what I thought Tony's chances uh, were and uh, uh, Andrew uh, <laughs> uh, I uh, uh, mate um, I'd have to say uh, Andrew that um, we seek uh, higher uh, higher things uh, uh, rather than higher office mate um, uh, I uh, uh, would like to serve the party uh, uh, in any uh, uh, capacity uh, uh, <laughs> that my uh, uh, colleagues uh, uh, deem appropriate, mate. <laughs> and uh, I uh, wouldn't, uh, uh, for one moment, uh, want to be uh, uh, a wrecker at this point.
0: <laughs> and that was Tony Abbott <laughs> joining me. Oh, no, uh, that was Kate Kate McGregor. <laughs> and I'm uh, Sherry Marks. And thank you so much
1: for joining us. Great to join you, Sherry.